And now, from the deep corner of the interwebs, oh it's the OK Fame Random Wrestling Podcast. What? Pro Wrestling Talk with a Comedy Twist. And now, here's Connor, a.k.a. OK Fame. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on, guys? It is your truly Connor, a.k.a. OK Fame here. Welcome to a extra edition of the OK Fame Random Wrestling Podcast. Not so random because we do them during pay-per-views. Of course, I'm Connor, a.k.a. OK Fame. And welcome, ladies and germs, TLC. No, not tender loving care. <clears throat> Certainly not the Learning Channel. We're talking tables, ladders, and chairs. The SmackDown Live exclusive pay-per-view that just went off the air a few moments ago. I'm here with you guys here to cover and give you my in-depth thought and analysis as far as that goes. First and foremost, guys, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to us wherever you guys are listening to the Random Wrestling Podcast. That is over on the YouTube if you're watching the video version, which has this ugly mug on there. It's not just, no, it's not. It's not. Turn the kids away. Just turn the kids away. Um, or if you want to listen to the audio versions on demand, of course, they're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, and the SoundCloud. All four of those audio versions available as well. And also, if you guys want to take the time to follow us on the social media, make sure you can Twitter with me. Twitter with me. That sounds really dirty. You can tweet with me on Twitter at OKFabeRWP. RWP, that's OKFabeRWP, where I live tweet during pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDowns, all that fun hoopla, hoopla, hoopla. Of course, I want to also thank you guys for checking us out and thank our audience. Awesome, amazing sponsors. Of course, my two big ones. First and foremost, Pro Wrestling Tees, high-quality merchandise, and fantastic Pro Wrestling T-shirts you can't get anywhere else. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash OKFabe. Pick up your definition of a jobber shirt as well as the OKFabe of Honor shirt. And, of course, our friends over at Pro Wrestling Loot. You get a monthly subscription service box of wrestling unknown goodies shipped right to your door once a month and just in time for the holiday season. Head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com and sign up today for under 20 bucks a month. Under $20 a month. You get all sorts of amazing wrestling memorabilia. T-shirts, wrestling masks. I even got beef jerky once. Use the coupon code OKFA. That's O-K-A-Y-F-A-B-E. And you get yourself 10% off the first month's box. Head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com. Proud supporters of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Alrighty. TLC just got off the air. And I got some mixed feelings about it with you guys. I'm not going to lie. I've got mixed opinions on this one. Um, the card was six matches long. And, or six matches uh, deep, and the, the 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 presentation, the just in general, I thought was was decent. I didn't think they were gonna go as long as they did. I thought we we're gonna have like a short cutoff, kind of like we had for Survivor Series, <laughs> but uh, we ended up not. We ended up ending just before the eleven o'clock hour, which I thought was muy muy bueno. Um, but overall, I mean, I was not, I was not, uh, I was not thoroughly disappointed. I thought the TLC really delivered. Now, granted, I'm a little biased in this and just saying that SmackDown is amazing and Raw sucks. But SmackDown's exclusive brand pay-per-views have been at least solid. You at least get some solid matches from them. It's not like they're complete garbage. It's just like, ugh, ugh, like pulling fucking teeth. They're solid matches. So maybe that's why I kind of gravitate towards them. Again, only six matches. You're not like having to like get dragged, clawing, kicking, and screaming. Not to say that there weren't matches in this pay-per-view that didn't um, 
think I think went a little too long. But I'm gonna go over every single matchup. Of course, I encourage you guys to let me know on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let me know what you guys thought of TLC. I really want to know your opinions and thoughts on these. And uh, who knows? I might read them in next week's episode uh, when I do all sorts of coverage. I got lots of news. I'm compiling information for that as well too. By the way, I want to take this time to also thank you guys for episode three. Episode three got a lot of positive reviews, uh, a lot of positive acclaim. So thank you guys. I'm trying to make the podcast as best as I can. So any criticism, feedback, anything at all, greatly appreciated. But all right, enough jibber-jabber. 10-man tag team matchup was the pre-show. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, the 10-man tag was American Alpha and the Hype Bros with Apollo Crews against um, Kurt Hawkins, Vaude Villains, and The Ascension. And while I'm happy that I saw the tag teams getting time, it's not like they're completely shutting them away. Although the pre-show is not necessarily the greatest place to have them, right? Um, it does make my heart break a little bit. I, I want—I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it does kind of break my heart a little bit when it comes to, um, you know, seeing these two teams. And I'm—I'm I'm, I'm aiming towards Ascension and Vaudevillains more on this one. That thrived and were flourished and were amazing. They kicked so much ass in NXT. What the hell happened? And, yeah, main roster blues, that's what happened. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that the Ascension or VOD villains were, like, the greatest tag team ever. But, I mean, for God's sakes, I enjoyed the fuck out of the gimmicks. I enjoyed Ascension's a gimmick. Yes. Is it LOD ripoff 2.0? Yes. VOD villains, are they... I don't even want to get into that. I think the VOD villains should have stayed on NXT, should have never been called into the main roster. There's no disrespect to them. My feeling is that they are a very bottled gimmick. I don't think they could appeal to a mass audience like the main roster. I think they should have just stayed on NXT because it's kind of like what, what happened with Adam Rose. Adam Rose came over to the main roster and he flopped, but he thrived in full sale because full sale is a college university. Anyway, I'm I'm throwing off banters. That's what happens here on this podcast. Hence how it's random. All right, moving on. 10-man tag. Baby faces go over American Alpha, win over, I think it was the VOD villains that got the pinfall. I'm not sure. But um, it was bittersweet. I love seeing the tag teams getting the time. But at the same time, not getting the time. It's like maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't. I shouldn't be giving love to the Vaude villains or the Ascension. And maybe it's because the Ascension has a cool guy's name in it. Yes, I'm talking about Victor. Who'd you think I was talking about? Anyway, I'm joking. Moving on. First matchup, opening matchup, tag team titles. Wyatt's against Heath Slater and Rena for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Obviously. Ah. Uh, I mean, we there. I said this in the last episode. There were so many rumors about, uh, you know, there's so many rumors about the Wyatts getting over, and the and the the, the word on the street was the Wyatts were going to win the championships because they needed to establish more credibility for the SmackDown cha- uh, tag team titles, um, because of the fact that they just, you know, they feel like Heath Slater and Rhino is a comedy act and just they're getting stale. And lo and behold, it's exactly what happened. Why it's getting over, why it's winning. It's just really bizarre. I'm not sure which is bizarre. Still seeing Randy Orton with the Wyatts or seeing the Wyatts with actual tag titles or any championships for anything in that matter. Remember, this is the first time the Wyatts have won main gold. Well, I shouldn't say main gold. Harper had the Intercontinental Championship. But still, I mean, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Bray Wyatt. Anyway, um, I thought the matchup was meh. I mean, again, going in with that mindset of, hey, we kind of figured they're going to go that route. It, it does make sense. And as much as I – it's nothing against Heath Slater or Rhino. I think that it's just 
the 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 shtick was was it was you know it's it's getting over it's it's getting done with i think it needed to end i'm very curious exactly what they're going to do with them going forward i think rhino heath slater are now going to go their separate ways but it was cool that they were able to get like the, they would be able to be the first smackdown tag team champions and go from there i don't see this being i don't see this being long term i really don't um i think it's just going to kind of you know go its course why it's with the championships it does make me really interested to see exactly when the hell they're going to pull the trigger like it's it adds it adds another level to this cuz i think you know uh, we're all waiting we're biting at the chomp and waiting for randy orton to turn on bray but do we really know if that's going to be the case? I mean, Harper took a gore from he took a gore from uh, Rhino for for Randy Orton. So it's it's really it's really interesting to see exactly what the fuck's going to happen with all this. It's very very curious. Um, I think it's going to be very intriguing. Um, but I'm also I, I think that when Orton turns on them, that's the night they lose the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. I think that's what they're ultimately going for. I don't I'm. I don't think they're gonna drag this on before Mania. I think they're gonna like they're gonna like wrap this whole thing up before WrestleMania. So I'm I'm just 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 really per, conf, uh, like really confused, unless they're trying to to hold out and wait on Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania, which I wouldn't be opposed to. I wouldn't be opposed. Uh, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that, as long as it's done right. There's a lot of things can be done to wrestling, folks. A lot of things have been done to wrestling, as long as it's booked right. And I will also like tip my hat off to them that they didn't like pull the trigger on this and, and do it for only like two weeks. They've been having Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton team for what? Um, it's been two months now. So if they can pull it off to Mania, that'll be what? Uh, five months? Almost half a year. Not bad. Anyway, I want to know your thoughts on this matchup. What do you think of the Wyatts as tag team champions of the SmackDown brand? Um... The no DQ match really disappointed me. I'm sorry, guys. Like Nikki Bella Carmella was just super awkward. Like it just it was mm, it was it was not the thing. Now, now don't get me wrong. the The thing with the with the no DQ match, I think the booking was smart. They they culminate into this like this match where they had no rules and they threw the rule book out the window. And I think that should have like on paper that's how it should have ended. There's two things I didn't like about that. Two things. Uh, number one, the matchup itself, like I said, was just really awkward. I think there was a lot of poor timing. Just you only really use they only really use like a cane and a and a and a fire extinguisher. Eh, like they could have to really to really like make this feel like they couldn't. You know, ah, it's just it was missing something more. Um, the other thing, and these are minor details, obviously, but I'm a minor detail type of person. Um, you know, Nikki Bella gave Carmella that black eye, the shiner, and they showed that, and they mentioned it on commentary. I don't get why she would dance her way out to the ring. Like, I get it, that's her thing, where she does, like, the moonwalk thing, but if I was Carmella, I would have just bolted to the ring and started beating the crap out of each other. These two have been trying to tear each other apart for the last, God, what, since SummerSlam? Like, uh, that's, whew, that's, uh, I'm, my math is horrible right now. It's four months. They've been at each other's throats for four months. You gotta give me a little more believability than that. Like, come on, seriously, give me give me a little more credit than that. Anyway, um, that those are like the two those are the two minor things for me as far as that goes. Like, and plus, I think I mentioned this on Twitter: the fact that like Nikki Bella's like, oh, by the way, we have a no DQ match at TLC. Like, just peacefully backstage at SmackDown. What what the, what the, what's that? And then you're gonna tear each other apart and then, mm, nope nope. Mm -mm. 
Nope. Nope. No, 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 nope. So that's just my opinion on that. I just – I think that they're, they're, they were – on paper, it was supposed to go the right route. just was poorly executed. I still think Carmella should have won, though, because I – I mean, I, I get what they're doing now, though. Nikki Bella got the win, and then Carmella's like, you know – I know who attacked you at Survivor Series. It was that bitch Natalia, not the owner of Two Paws. Dear God, no! I wish that was beer. Yeah, Carmella said that Natalia was the one that attacked her. <gasps> Gasp in shock. And of course, Natalia denies it in an interview. Really, eh? That's how you're gonna do it? You couldn't have tried like at least. I mean, shoot, I would have at least been fine with them trying to pull, like, an Austin thing. Like, who ran over Austin? Who attacked Nikki? I mean, Grant, hell, you know what you could have done with that one? You could have had this whole speculation of Nikki trying to find out who attacked her. And considering it happened at Survivor Series, you have a lot of point to the Raw women. And then when then the Raw women happens, it's like, oh, well, it's not the Raw women. It's got to be the SmackDown women. And just kind of, I'm just saying, rather than just be like, oh, by the way, it was her. And just out of the blue, it's just. Ish, weird, awkward. Kind of glad it's over with. I hope it's over and done with. It's probably not. They're gonna shove this down our throats on SmackDown. Good God! All right, let's get to some positivity, folks. Some positive movements here. Positivity here. These two matches absolutely fucking killed it. Absolutely killed it, in my opinion. Of course, I'm talking about the ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship, and surprisingly, the chairs match. Um, the Intercontinental Championship ladder match, I thought was. And this is a tough thing to say. I thought it was the match of the night for me, for me personally. The reason I enjoyed it so much was not just because of Miz and Ziggler. Miz and Ziggler have been killing it. And granted, I've said this before, that they've been like beating this into the ground um, as far as seeing them over and over. But, I mean, you can't argue their success rate. They're good workers. They know what the fuck they're doing. What I truly loved about this was the psychology. The psychology, I thought, was very well done in the sense of... They didn't really go after a lot of... They didn't constantly set the ladder up like every single time. They actually tried to inflict pain on each other first to the point where they thought they were out and then make the attempt. Uh, I thought the creative uses of the ladder as far as like, you know, utilizing them as weapons, the drop toll holds, the, uh, the figure four in the ladder, like just it was very creative. And uh, going back to the point of not setting up the ladder every single time, the other thing that really kind of stood out for me in this one was the fact of, you know... When you do that, every single time they set up the ladder, it meant something, or at least it, it it tried to go towards something. That's the part that I was like, they're really they really put some time and effort into this. They really and they did a video package at the very beginning of the sh of the of the match, which got me really amped. It showed like the legacy of the Intercontinental Championship, and just like ah, d damn it, they make me care now. I mean, not that I didn't care. But, I mean, the matchup speaks for itself. Uh, I swore up and down Maurice was going to get involved somehow. Was not the case. And I'm actually glad that didn't happen. Because it gave Miz an opportunity to show that he could hang with and, and, and actually pull off major victories for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I just want to know where the hell Ziggler is going to go from here. Um, is Ziggler going to go up? Or is he just going to flatline again? It's, it's a little troubling and concerning on that end. But I thought these two absolutely did a phenomenal job as far as that match goes. Uh, switching gears to the chairs match at TLC. Holy hell, that really caught me off guard. Like, really caught me off guard. 
I was shocked at that one, and I mean that in a good way. I thought, I, I thought, and granted, part of it is the fact that we, you know, we go into these, we go into these matches, and we go specifically chairs matches, and we go into it like, you know, like a stairs. Thank God there was not a stairs match in this pay per view. Oh my God, thank God there was not a stairs match. <sighs> I think there's only been like three or four, maybe even five chairs matches in WWE history. And needless to say, those matches are not meant with any high expectation, nor are they meant with much intensity, especially with the whole PG setting and, and the concussion awareness. You're kind of limited as far as what you can do with a chair in a match, which is fine. I get that. Uh, but again, alluding to going back to what I was saying about the ladder match, about being, you know, creative about utilizing the weapon and, and, and doing things different with different impact and different psychology, Kalisto and Corbin did the same thing. I thought it was very smart that Kalisto came out first and was kind of throwing chairs at Corbin. They, they made it look like they legitimately hate each other. Maybe Nikki Bella and Carmella could have taken a little lesson from this. But they, they pulled it off to the point where it looked like it was really, you know, it really was intense. They did so many different creative things with the with the chairs as far as, you know, creating a bed to slam them on. Just it was it was very interesting and, and again I'm a big believer in the mix of styles. I don't like to see two heavyweights go at it, although I do like to see two cruiserweights, but if you put a heavyweight and a cruiserweight together that's when you're going to see some really interesting stuff as far as the power goes. Corbin looked like a million dollars in this matchup, uh, but Kalisto did too, and I was kind of worried that it was going to be a squash, um, but thank God it wasn't. And uh, it, it was just really very, I was surprised at how well done it was. Uh, Kalisto, of course, losing to Baron Corbin, which I was very happy for. But another interesting side note was, right before I did to film this, uh, Corbin was talking on Talking Smack. They did an edition of this right after the pay-per-view. And he had mentioned that he's like I. He was kind of teasing that he should be considered in the main event now, which is very intriguing because apparently there is a rumor going around that Baron Corbin is slated for a major, major push heading into the Royal Rumble. There's even rumors and discussions that Baron Corbin might fight John Cena at the Royal Rumble, which is very interesting. And I'm a big fan of Corbin, or as I like to call him, Brock Lesnar Light. I just want to know what what what's going to happen. It just it, if anything, this pay per view did a great job of making me not only love and enjoy the show, but also made me intrigued as far as where they're going to go next to um, to SmackDown into the Royal Rumble and beyond. Um, the the women's matchup, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship for uh, excuse me, in a tables matchup um, was eh, and it wasn't horrible. It wasn't a horrible matchup by any means. It wasn't like I was hating the thing. Uh, I was interested. I thought Alexa Bliss nailed a lot of stuff. But I don't know if it was because it was a tables match. I think that what they did was they did a very smart job of setting up multiple tables in multiple locations. By the way, side note, why the hell was everybody kept looking for weapons underneath the ring? There, there were literally chairs and ladders and tables set up throughout the entire like entryway and the and around the ring like why why'd they need to go i just <laughs> like i think um i think i think ziggler did it first with the ladder match and then like 
Kalisto was looking for chairs. I'm like, dude, there's like, I'm not even kidding you, 20 of them right behind you. What the hell is wrong with you? Anyway, just stupid side note. Um, you know, Becky Lynch and uh, Bliss, it was a ground for pound. I thought they were creative again. I thought, I think they did a draw. No, Becky did a, uh, excuse me, Alexa Bliss did a DDT onto the back end of a table, which was definitely cringeworthy. And uh, that was, I mean, they basically just teased table spots throughout. It wasn't anything like wowing. And I think that the finish was kind of caught out of nowhere when then all of a sudden Alexa Bliss just powerbombs Becky through the table. And there you have your new SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm fine with Bliss winning. I'm very, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm happy because, of course, this means that Becky's going to chase it. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're done with this, especially with the way they said, like, you know, they're obviously alluding to a Nikki Bella Natalia feud next, clear as day. Like they, they could have, they might as well just roll out the red carpet. And be like, hey, they're gonna do Nikki Bella Natalia next. But uh, I don't think this is the end of it. And the main reason is because you know, and I saw some people complaining about Bliss doesn't deserve it and blah blah blah. I think that that's fine. And the big proponent of that is um, Bliss, or sorry, Becky can now state like Bliss. Yeah, you you beat me in a tables match. You still have yet to pin or submit me. And for some reason in the back of my mind, a, a submission match seems like the best route for this one. And, and may, I, I'm probably totally wrong on this, but I think a submission matchup at the Rumble would make the most sense. Um, which actually brings me to a quick point, just a side note. The Royal Rumble is going to be very interesting as far as what they're going to book. Because the Royal Rumble match is going to take up a majority of the time. You've got two brands now with, um, with what? nine championships between everybody gonna be curious to see exactly what the hell they're gonna book especially with all that so i mean they're gonna are they gonna book all the smackdown champions on there i don't think so but I, and we'll i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna go into a rant on championships um and utilage and and how they're utilized in importance and how they should be treated i'm gonna go into a mini rant on that one on episode four of the podcast this week so make sure you keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. Of course, before I get into the main event, just a real quick reminder again, we guys, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and of course, tune in as well as YouTube right here if you guys are watching the video version. Subscribe, like, share. We're trying to reach that 2,000 subscribers by WrestleMania 33. It'd be appreciated if you guys subscribe over on the YouTube channel. I'm looking to do a couple more other side projects on the YouTube channel once my free time actually pops up again. And of course, check out the Pro Wrestling Tees, the Pro Wrestling Loot as well too. You guys know the whole deal right now as far as our sponsors. And thank you guys really for really being you know uh, active, supportive. It really is, means a lot. We're looking also to get some guests here on the show as well too. So we're looking to expand and grow, but you're Feedback is really appreciated. All right, main event, uh, TLC matchup for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Holy hell, they threw everything at this matchup. I mean, everything at this matchup. It was insanity. It was tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. It was craziness. But it, this matchup really made me appreciate AJ Styles. I mean, not that I never thought that AJ was like a horrible uh you know, horrible in-ring work where I never thought anything less of him. But it's funny because I think Mauro Ronaldo was the one that was saying, you know, on the on the on the precipice of like a, a year because AJ debuted at the Rumble last year. You know, AJ's had a, a, a amazing year. And when I was thinking back to when he said that, I was thinking of all the major high-profile matches that AJ Styles has had. So he debuted, then he had his feud with Jericho, then he had a feud with Roman for the belt, then he had his feud with John Cena, then he had a feud with Dean, and it just kind of rolled right into all that. So he's been on the top of his game, and if to, to the best of my knowledge, 
pretty much every matchup as far as the major profile matches that he's had in this past year have been great. They've been great matches. Like, they've been nothing to complain about. And, of course, putting AJ in a match like this one and, and going back to my point of TLC, yeah, I, I, I was basically thinking, okay, he's going to supercell everything, which he, pretty much he did. He did some flips and stuff that just like, ah, jeez. I, I, there was a couple times I thought he was legitimately concussed J just from the way he landed, the way he hit things. It was just... Ah, it was so well done. It was just so well done. That that TLC matchup was was really cool. It did lose my interest a little bit. I thought it kind of dragged a little bit in certain points, but it wasn't by much by any means. And the only reason I say I don't like this matchup compared to the, the latter match to me, I think was my favorite because the latter match wrapped up everything completely. In theory, WWE's done this before where it's the final encounter. Once in a lifetime. Remember that, folks? Rock and John Cena. Once in a lifetime. So good. We did it again at WrestleMania 29. What the fuck were we thinking? Um, so I think that's why the ladder match for me kind of was my favorite. Um, the chairs match was a close second and this one also on top of it. Because those three matches were the one that killed it. Uh, nothing. To, I mean, not, not that the tag team title match wasn't good or the tables match wasn't okay i mean i just didn't like the no dq match but but anyway i'm digressing tlc match of course the part that everyone's talking about is when dean you know james ellsworth come back because of course you have aj styles you have dean ambrose james ellsworth's gonna be there and he did what everybody was expecting him to do which was turn heel he turned heel folks he helped aj styles win by pushing dean ambrose off of the ladder through the series of tables uh, to have him retain the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So not only did we not get The Undertaker like we were all hoping and chomping at the bit for, we were hoping to hear that lovely gong go off at the end of the show. They're in Texas. It would have made sense. Taker's ominous message before Survivor Series. The, the It's a strong rumor that they're going to do Taker and AJ at that Royal Rumble. And by God's sakes, I'm drooling thinking of the idea. And we get James Ellsworth. We get James Ellsworth instead. Might as well just shit in the punch bowl. Turn in the punch bowl, folks. Turn in the punch bowl. I didn't catch Talking Smack. I know that he conducted a promo. Um, I know some of you guys were trying to tell me what he said, but I wasn't I wasn't able to catch it. Um, so if it was any significance, I'm sure, and obviously they're going to allude to this on SmackDown this week. So I'll cover more of that when we get to next week's episode. Um, but aside from that, aside from that, the match was great. I had no I really didn't have any complaints. It, it dragged in certain parts, but what matches don't drag, you know, in certain parts, you know? But in any case, so... Um, Overall, I was very, I I really enjoyed this pay per view. Like it wasn't, was it the greatest pay per view the WWE's ever produced? Absolutely not. No. Was it the greatest brand exclusive pay per view? No. I still think Backlash. I still think Backlash so far, as far as like between Raw and SmackDown brand exclusive pay per views, was the best one of the year so far. Granted, Roadblock we still have two weeks away. Good God, and we'll do an we'll do an extra episode of the podcast of that one as well too. Of course. But um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a horrible show, but definitely the three matches that really were the ones to take away from it was the TLC match, the chairs match, surprisingly, uh, and the ladder matchup. Tables matchup, I just thought, was just weird. Like, it just, it was, I think it was flatlined a little bit, and also, 
the no DQ match just I just mm-mm, did not did not like it did not care for it whatsoever uh, was not a fan of it as it just it bored the hell out of me and it sucks because they on paper like I said it could have been fantastic but in any case um, overall like I said TLC was pretty solid but I encourage you guys to let me know your thoughts on what you guys thought of TLC tables ladders and chairs 2016 is last Smackdown exclusive pay-per-view of the year we have roadblock that's coming in in two weeks which will have an extra edition of the random wrestling podcast we might also do one for the end of the year I'm not 100% sure yet uh, if you guys think I should do an end of the year one and give you guys my thoughts as far as just like, like overall year as far as WWE maybe some TNA stuff as well too I'd love to hear it and love to hear you guys' thoughts again and down in the comment section if you guys are watching this on YouTube or comment and rate subscribe share you guys know the whole deal iTunes Stitcher Radio SoundCloud and the tune in. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at OKFabe, RWP. Uh, I'll be tweeting with you guys during Monday Night Raw, where we get some interesting developments. And I'm going to be ranting a lot when it comes to this week's episode of four of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Anyway, guys, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. I really appreciate you guys' love and support. And until next time, guys, 